All right, guys, we are back continuing our teaching book of Revelation, chapter 13. Now, the last time we were here in chapter 13, we were dealing with the person of the Antichrist. Now, I almost said the rise of the Antichrist. And the reason why I was thinking in that way is because we were talking about how the Antichrist came to be as we were trying to bring together all of this stuff about who he is, how and not so much as. Yeah. I guess in a sense, how he was born, that is, he is Satan's literal son and how he gained his power and authority. And so that's what we basically saw in verse one and two. And, and I went at talked at length about all of those things. OK, so in continuing chapter 13, because basically chapter 13 is all about the Antichrist as well, when we get to, get to the end of the chapter, we'll be talking about the uh, false prophet. Now, it's not going to call him false prophet until I think chapter 16. It'll call him that, but it'll call him another beast in this chapter. OK, but nevertheless, so it's all about him. That's the idea, because even this other beast will cause everybody to worship the beast, the Antichrist. So it's all about him in all of these things. So now let's continue as we were talking about. In verses one and two, how Satan gave his authority, authority and power. That is his his power to rule the earth because Satan does have this power. And just in case you're wondering, I guess I throw this in. He gained that when Adam sinned in the Garden of Eden. OK, that's we're not going to get into all of that. I probably shouldn't open that door. But nevertheless, that's when he gained this authority. He had lost it previously. Aha, I bet you want to know what that means. But he lost his, the Satan originally had authority over the earth. That he lost in his rebellion in the earth. Okay. God created man. Man, therefore, Adam, had dominion over the earth. You see that in Genesis chapter 2. One, actually. Then there is the temptation, chapter 3. And that's when Satan regained that authority in the earth, when man lost that dominion. Right. So and sometimes you hear the terminology being used as pseudo ruler. But nevertheless. OK. So now that we're talking about the beast, let's let's just move on now to chapter verse number three. Continue with the beast. I saw one of his heads as if it had been slain and his fatal wound was healed. And the whole earth was amazed and followed after the beast. They worshiped the dragon because he gave his authority to the beast. And they worshiped the beast saying, who is like the beast and who is able to wage war with him? Okay, so now let's just talk about those two verses because there's a lot to unpack. I saw one of his heads as if it had been slain. So as he continues to focus on the creature as a whole. Now, remember, the beast, the creature as a whole, the one having the seven heads, the ten horns, and the feet like a bear and stuff like that. Remember that, the head like a lion, what we just got through talking about in verses one and two, descriptive of the whole idea of the Gentile, that Gentile empire, that that Gentile empire, which is being headed by the Antichrist, all right. That's the whole idea. One of the heads, the Antichrist, one of the heads, 
the last head. Okay. He says, I saw one of his heads out of the seven, the Antichrist, a person. So I'll slow it down again. So you'll make sure you'll really get it. The last, the, the seventh head, that's the Antichrist. He's going to be the seventh. And it's going to call him once again, seventh and the eighth. Okay. The final ruler, one, two, three, four, five, six, seventh head, that is the seventh ruler, that is a part ruling over the ten horns, the ten divisions of the world. The world is divided in ten kingdoms. All right? Whole world. That's what the beast is, that kingdom of all the worlds. The Antichrist is that seventh horn. Okay? That seventh horn. On the beast. So he is over the entire kingdom of the world. That's why he is the one world ruler. All right. With that being said, he says, so he is one of his heads, one of the head, Antichrist, that seventh one, as if it had been slain and his fatal wound was healed. All right. If it had been, now it is using the exact same language. Uh, okay. As if it had been slain. Hos esfogmenein. That's the actual wording that's being used as it had been, as if had been slain. Some people want to say that this is just some sort of a metaphor that about the antichrist, that he was somehow wounded and he was healed from his wound. Incorrect. This is the language of literal resurrection from the dead. Language from rhetoric. When you turn to, you see that same wording, same exact wording, and the same language being used about Jesus. Remember, the Bible called him in this in this same book, same way, same Greek. In the Greek, it is the same, as if he had been slain. My question: Did Jesus was Jesus just wounded and he didn't really die? No, no, he was. Killed. So the point that I'm making is this is the language of one who died and one who rose from the dead. So what are we saying? Verse number three is using the same language of the Antichrist that it used of Jesus. And, and what happened with Jesus? Jesus literally died. The Antichrist will die. He will die. Okay. And that's what we're trying to see. And this is what makes the antichrist a supernatural type of a person. And again, and again, remember what we said in the, in the earlier teachings in verses one and two, we talked about that in the video just made by, uh, about the person of the antichrist, how Satan mimics God. In everything that is per se, <laughs> he's mimicking God as Satan, as God is father, Satan is father. As there is son of God, Satan has a son. As there is the spirit of God, Satan will have this false trinity. You'll see it later on. The Antichrist, I'm sorry, the false prophet. So he's, there is a myth. 
Can't you see how it fits so perfectly why he is called Antichrist? He rejects the true God, but everything that God does, Satan, Antichrist, and in Eos, they try to do the same thing. So as Jesus was resurrected from the dead by the power of God, the Antichrist is resurrected from the dead by the power of Satan. And that's why we will see the whole world will worship the Antichrist. But notice, you're going to see that in the text. Stay with me. The whole world in worshiping the Antichrist in reality will be worshiping Satan himself. And why, how is this worship of Satan being accomplished when he raises the Antichrist from the dead? So now let's go back to verse number three. I saw one of his heads, Antichrist, as if it had been slain, fatal wound was healed. Notice, notice what the wound was. Fatal. The wound was unto death. That's what it literally says in the, in the, in the Greek text. Astonoton unto death. So the wound killed him and he was raised from the dead. Notice the response. Remember everything that I just said to you. The whole earth was amazed. See it now? So by this activity of Satan standing at the seashore, his activity, what does he do? He raises his son, this beast from the dead and all of the world is saying, that's the most amazing thing I've ever seen. Okay, slow it down a little bit more. What brought about, just think, what brought about Christianity itself, Christendom, the Christian religion? What is it about the Christian religion that made it just spread like it even has to this day? The resurrection of Jesus from the dead. When the apostles came to that tomb and saw there was nobody, and we know that over a period of 40 days, Jesus appeared to them. He even said, touch me, handle me, put your hand there. Thomas, don't you see that I'm very much alive and not a spirit? He resurrected from the dead. And what did the apostles, what is the message of the gospel? Okay, think, the message of the gospel is that if you confess with your mouth, what? Jesus is Lord and believe with your heart. Believe what? God resurrected him from the dead. Notice the very essence of the gospel centers on Jesus' resurrection. He resurrected. And so therefore, because of these things, now let me take you back to John. Let me take you back to John. When Thomas, who said these words, I will not believe it until I put my hand in his side. I ain't going to believe that until I get empirical, undeniable, physical evidence that he actually rose from the dead in bodily form. I ain't going to believe that. One day they was all in the house and Jesus appeared unto before them. Shalom. Peace be unto you. And what took place, Thomas, I heard you come here, put your hand there and see I'm alive. Just like they said to you, 
What was the response of Thomas? My Lord and my God. Actually, the Greek says, the Greek says, Lord of me and God of me. It was the resurrection that cemented that. So <laughs> enough of that. But they went off preaching one thing, the Messiah and his crucifixion, his resurrection. That message set the world on fire. You got it? That's what that's the, that is Christianity in the same way. We see a mimicking of these things with the Antichrist. So what is going to happen? He dies. He is killed. And we'll see that in the book of Daniel. I believe that's chapter 11. It'll be in war. But we're not going to get into all of that. Not a study of Daniel. But he will die. He'll be killed in battle. And Satan will resurrect him from the dead. And as in the same way that I have just proved to you, how that it is the resurrection of Jesus that set the world to worship him, worship Jesus as God. We call him Lord, our God and our savior. That's in Titus chapter two, God, the great God and savior. That's what he calls Jesus. Same thing we see being mimicked by the antichrist, mimicked by Satan. What happens? The whole earth was amazed and followed after the beast. Now you can see this system of worship, false worship being developed and people see why we call him anti Christ and people beginning to worship son of Satan as if he is the true son of God. Now you're going to see that developed even more by the time we get to the end of this chapter. But nevertheless, remember what I said this, the people worshiping the Antichrist, but it is the Antichrist who was infused, even the son of Satan himself. He's the son of Satan. In worshiping the Antichrist, you don't worship simply the Antichrist, you worship the Antichrist's father. And who is his father? Satan himself. Same way as we worship the Lord Jesus, and it is through our worship of Jesus, we also worship God the Father. Verse number four, they, the people following after the Antichrist, worshiped the dragon. Who is the dragon? We already know he's been identified in chapter 12. Satan, the devil. So you see now the, this false trinity, you'll see the fullness of uh, for false uh, Satan, false father, Antichrist, false son, false Holy Spirit by the time we get to the end of this chapter. But nevertheless, it's a false trinity in the same way as we now, true Christians, worship the true trinity. They worship the dragon. See there? They worship Satan. And why? Ultimately, is this worship to Satan? Because this is what Satan was doing. He wants to be God. Isaiah chapter 14, but we're not going because he gave his authority to the beast. So the beast is who he is because of Satan. Jesus, who he is because of God, the father, and they worship the beast. Now notice that in verse number four, we got a worship of both, both 
the dragon, Satan, and the worship of the beast. See, the similarities are impossible not to see. A worship of Jesus and the Father, worship of the Antichrist and Satan. They did that and they were saying what? Who is like the beast and who is able to wage war with them? Now, the reason, the reason when they're marveling, they're saying this is incredible. We've never seen it before. Notice the context of what they were saying. Who is like, like the beast? That means I, he's more than man. So they're saying, this is incredible. He cannot be a mere man who is like the beast. Then who is able to wage war with him? Remember I told you, as is depicted in Daniel chapter 11, we can't go there, that the Antichrist will be killed in a battle. He'll be killed in battle. But nevertheless, what happens? Three, he is resurrected from the dead. So therefore, people are saying, even if you kill this man in war and in battle, he does not even stay dead. This is amazing. And so they, they therefore begin to worship the Antichrist. Okay. Now, let, let me give some type of a time for this so that you'll understand that. This, these events, for the most part, now the rise of the Antichrist we'll see at the beginning of the tribulation. Remember, again, the tribulation lasts for a period of seven years, Daniel 9, 26, and 27, okay? Daniel 9. It lasts for seven years. So th that's, when we, that's when we clearly, evidential, evidentially see the Antichrist. Why? Because he will make a peace treaty with the Jewish leaders for seven years. Daniel also continues to say it is in the middle of the seven years, the week. It is in the middle of the seven year period after three and a half years, he breaks that treaty. That's when we talk about again, when Jesus talks about the abomination that makes desolate. In other words, it'll be during that three and a half years, Remember, this is what we also call in the tribulation, the great tribulation. That's why you've been seeing all this language, 1,260 days, 42 months, three and a half years being used in the book of Revelation. So he breaks the treaty. You will see later, and that's what's going to take place later in this chapter, that the false prophet called the second beast will set up an image an image in the temple. And that's what Paul talks about in second Thessalonians chapter two, where the antichrist will be demanding that he should be worshiped as God. This is what the false prophet will do. Okay. This would take place in the midpoint of the tribulation. That is that's, and that's where we are now. If you've been following me closely, we are in the final 1,260 days or 42 months or three and a half years of the tribulation period also called the great tribulation. Okay. So this is when right before, right before the great tribulation, the final three and a half years, Antichrist will be killed in battle. He'll be resurrected from the dead. It is at that time he is empowered with the power powers of Satan. 
and these particular events are now taking place. Okay, so now we are seeing the resurrection of the Antichrist. So the time frame is still moving along in that chrono chronological order that has been set from chapter 11. Remember? Okay, just to give you a quick review, chapter 11, the two witnesses, the two witnesses were given ministries, the two prophets that we talked about earlier, 1,260 days. That's three and a half years. So for the first three and a half years of the tribulation, the two prophets of God, prophets of Jesus, ministered and they were killed by the Antichrist. When? After the Antichrist resurrected from the dead, received this power and authority from Satan, he was able to kill them. Cause why? 11, Revelation 11 says that the two witnesses were killed at the end of the 1,200 after the three and a half year period. Then what happens? Now we got the remainder of the three and a half years. Remember, three and a half plus three and a half, seven years. So that's why we can see clearly we are now at that midpoint of the tribulation, also called the Great Tribulation, where the Antichrist has received great power from Satan after his resurrection from the dead. Okay? All right. With that means, I tell you what, let's go just a little further and then we'll probably conclude this section and we'll have to start again. As I said earlier, this is an extensive teaching. There was given to him a mouth speaking arrogant words and blasphemies and authority to act for 42 months was given to him. Isn't that just beautiful? Now notice what I just said. Okay. There was given to him a mouth. That, when it says was given, okay. Again, and I'll take, slow down a little, was given, meaning Satan gave him these things. That's why I said, it didn't just simply say he had, it was given. He was empowered by Satan. A mouth speaking arrogant words. So in other words, he will be a, a, a very illustrious speaker, engaging. You would love to hear him talk and, be, and he would be a very persuasive man. He will speak in such a way that make people want to listen and follow after him. But why is, can he speak with such eloquence and strength and dynamic? He's empowered by Satan. Okay. And also notice something else about that speaking blasphemous, blasphemous. So regardless to whatever he is saying, when it has a, when it, whenever he speaks with reference to God is not a good thing. If he speaks about Jesus, it's never a good thing. Anything about the truth. Remember, he is the son of Satan, second person of the bad Trinity. Anything about Jesus, not good. He's not saying anything good, anything about God. And that's what it means when it says blasphemous. And all throughout this chapter, that's what it's referring to. But notice the latter part of this verse. Authority was given to act for 42 months. Remember what I told you? I just told you that. 42 months is the same as three and a half years. That's the same as 1,260 days. Notice the tribulation period is seven years. The prophets, first three and a half years, those two prophets, 
they've already done that, taken that time per se, and he killed them at the end of their days. How is he able to kill them? Because he now got the power of Satan. He did what no man could do. And notice, he is only able to continue the Antichrist for 42 months. That means he's finishing out the seven years, three and a half years. So notice, he is given this authority to act for a length of time because it will be at the end of the seven years. And, we're, and I'm not going to get into that. But nevertheless, that Jesus returns and Jesus himself destroys the Antichrist. OK. All right, guys, you know what? I think I'm going to stop here because this is an extensive teaching again. And we will come back again and we'll try to finish up this particular section on the person of the Antichrist next time we come back.